Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, boy, when you get Tom Lavero and David Aldridge on the same program on the same day. We might be doing something right, my buddy. We might be, yeah. Got be. Maybe. I'd maybe. Like so. so DA comes in, he's the head man. And uh you can go to your phone. It's I love it, you know, when you either you have an A on your phone or you don't. You either <laughs> in the game or you're not. But uh we do it the athletic, as you mentioned, Hall of Famer, David Aldridge. David uh Jackson is a true journalist. Really. I have not seen him this excited. <laughs> he is so pumped up because he gets to read through these ledgers and he's just tracing facts. You really need to think about if you get that budget approval for next Damn. year, really adding, <laughs> adding Jackson to, to your elite lineup. I tell you, Doc, I need somebody to go through all 79 of these pages. Well, he's doing it. And and he loves what he's doing. the 210 pages (laughs) from the GOP, too, David? My goodness. It's ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a lot to read. It's a lot to read, you know, but uh, I I don't – I don't think too many people are going to be like, wow, I didn't know that happened. True. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) It's just a matter of – which side you're on, you know, um, terms of how, what you think of Dan Snyder and what he's doing. I mean, certainly this is just more kind of evidentiary kind of you know, details about just the, again, the toxicity that he's, I, I just want to know something, fellas, who actually believes it? And I'm sure there's somebody out there that actually believes that this was all Bruce Allen. This was all Bruce Allen's fault. And if he hadn't been there for 10 years. Right. <laughs> oh, who hired him, by the way? Who kept him there for 10 years? Sure. That's another story. <laughs> um, this would all be fine. Is there somebody out there that actually believes that? I'm just wondering. I'm just curious. If, if y'all think there's someone actually out there that goes, damn. If they had just gotten rid of Bruce Allen, we would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, that's a great point. I mean, again, it, and that was why that one line of questioning was funny, where he was kind of blaming Bruce Allen for hires, and then then they brought up the, you know, then he kind of like stepped back because he realized that wait a minute, if he's responsible for his hires, then I'm responsible for my hires. So mm-hmm. bingo. Um, bingo. I'm responsible for again. He was there for 10 years. He wasn't there for two. Right. 
right. Almost half of his ownership, this guy was in charge, right? Almost half of it. Yeah, not quite. And, of course, some of these events that he's been accused of were prior to Bruce uh, being here, um, you know, clearly. So there's that part of it as well. And if he did, in fact, do the shadow investigation stuff, that was well after uh, Bruce was out, uh, too. So uh, there's still a few other missing pieces. And then there's the 40,000 missing pages the NFL and uh, apparently the commanders reportedly did not hand over in this stuff which is kind of hard to believe. Well, it's actually not hard to believe. When you look at, you can see <laughs> well, I mean, you're like supposedly cooperating and you forget 40,000 pages. <laughs> oh, oh where, do, where did that go? I don't know where those 40... Does anybody know where the 40,000 pages went, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a little bit surprised, even though you've been following this forever, that it has continued this long with no result or no result? Because again, you got to know what we're dealing with. The league we're dealing with, Dan, uh, Doc, is okay. not one that's going to jump on, you know, bad news. It would be. I always this is what I never understand about people. If you come out, you have a press conference and say, "I'm messed up. I messed up. It's my fault. Blame me." I have no follow-up question, Doc. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a good point. Like I. And I don't know why people don't understand that. Like, if you would just cop to the original sin, it would be a lot easier for you because we're a nation that forgives people for everything mm-hmm. <laughs> right? under the sun. If two, you know, just wait two years, you will be forgiven for whatever it was you did. You know what I'm saying? So um, just do that and start the clock on those two years, you'd be fine. But the league, the NFL, is just the most sweep it under the rug. Don't talk about it. People will forget about it. Let's keep making these billions organization in the world. Um, and so, no, I'm not surprised um, that it's gone on this long because the NFL will never confront one of its own. It won't do it. Uh, for whatever reasons it has internally, externally, PR, whatever you want to, it's, it's probably a little bit of all of those. But the NFL will never come out and say one of our owners doesn't deserve to have this team anymore because of X, Y, and Z. Um, they just won't do it. Yeah, and, and so it continues, you know, it, you, it's a death by a thousand cuts or by 79 pages or another investigation or another investigation. And it never ends because the NFL won't ever end it as they could try to do by really putting pressure on Dan Snyder to sell the team, which they won't do. We're here with David Aldridge via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, be the books. Download the BetQL app today from the Athletic DC with us. All right, so you just hit on the thing that I, obviously people wonder about, right? I mean, all this stuff, all the all these reports being released, still have others to come. Does this change the calculus at all on whether or not he's going to actually go through with a full-on sale? I don't think this report does. Uh, fundamentally mm-hmm. change much of anything with regard to the sale, right? I mean, public opinion, sure, but not that doesn't matter. It's all, it's only what those 31 other owners think is important. Um, and I don't think this changes that materially. Um, the only, there's two things I've, I've said consistently in the last few months. There's two things that will make the, make the calculus change. One is, if they can, if someone can prove that Dan Snyder stole money from his fellow owners, right. prove it, not, not accuse them of it, but prove it. And, and certainly we have jurisdictions that are investigating that right now locally. 
um, in D.C. and in Maryland and in Virginia. And if they can prove it, that will change the calculus, I think. Um, that will make people, that will make the other owners sit up and, and notice. The other is if this is what announcing that you're listening to offers for whatever percentage of the team brings to you is that there's no shortage of billionaires in this country now <laughs> on this planet, right? Mm -hmm. So somebody comes to you, whether it's Jeff Bezos, it could be anybody. It could be, you know, somebody we've never heard of. Says, all right, I'll give you $9 billion for all of it now. Okay. And that gets out. Roger Goodell's going to do. <laughs> Roger Goodell's going to say, it's time, Dan. <laughs> it's time. Because make the franchise valuations of every team go up by lifting the, the sale price of the highest team, you know, sure. the most, the highest price you get, which is four and a half billion for the Broncos. That just, that just went down, right? We think the commanders will go for six, right? I think everybody believes it's six, but there's somebody that just like Steve Ballmer, when everybody was offering a billion for the Clippers, said, no, nah, I'll give you two. That ended the negotiation. <laughs> that was it. That was the end. Yeah. Um, and so when, if somebody steps in the NFL and throws some outlandish, outrageous price out there for their own reasons, whether it's ego or they, want, you know, they just want to be an owner or they want to get in on this money, or they're going to flip it in 10 years for twice the price, and he will have to sell all of it, even if he only wants to sell part of it. Because there's nobody, there's no billionaire walking this planet that's going to come in to get 49% of this team and have to do what Dan Snyder says and have to live under his PR nightmare right. for one second. Who would, who would sign up for that? Who would sign up to be a partner with Dan Snyder? I just don't. Get it. Like, you would only do it if you had an option to buy. And if you have an option to buy, why would you just buy it outright? So, um, I think those are the two things that would facilitate this thing accelerating a little bit. I feel like you're right. But since I've watched Live Golf, <laughs> I'm starting to think now that anything is possible. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and the other yeah. thing is that having just watched what's going on with the Yankees and the Padres and the Giants poker game that was played at the enormous amount of money just being thrown out now for one baseball player. And I look at SoFi and I look at the Vegas Stadium and go, in this game yeah. now about who can build the biggest, sure. prettiest, yeah. most advantageous right. stadium? This is a ground yeah. – this is a land deal for events. Right. Who can land no the Super Bowl? Who can land in you know NCAA? Yeah. I just think this is a bigger game. It's way too big for the Snyders. Yeah, he can't no, do that. No, Clearly, can't. No do question, it. Yeah. Doc. There's no question that part of the you know part of the pressure on Snyder is that he can't deliver a stadium. Um, there's nobody that's going to give him a stadium in in this area. I don't know if he goes to West Virginia. Maybe. I mean, he could do that, I suppose. But <laughs> but um, you know, he's not going. Nobody in this. Even even in Virginia, where they love him, you know, the governor's Republican, there's no indication that that's changed since Yunkin took over, nope. that they are any more willing now than they were before. Now, maybe that, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It's possible, I guess. But but I don't it, – it is hard for me to, find, to think that there will be enough support, Virginia being a purple state as it is, um, for – 
for people to, to give billions of dollars of taxpayer money to Dan Snyder to build, as you mentioned, Danny World, right? You know, he's not building just a stadium. You know, he could build just a stadium at the RFK site. He's not doing that, you know. He's, he wants the whole deal. He wants the casino. He wants the, you know, with the clubs. He wants the, the restaurants, you know, like, like all these other people are doing. And he can't get it in D.C. It's just not, there's, no, there's not enough land in D.C. for him to do that that I, that I know of. Um, Maryland's definitely a no-go now that, that Wes Moore's the governor. I mean, that, 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 that's over. Um, any chance of Maryland doing it is over, and I still don't think Virginia's viable right now. So, but, but you're right, Doc. It's not just a stadium. It's, it's a, it is a real estate deal. And at some point, the other owners are going to say, why can't you get a stadium built in D.C.? You know, <laughs> you know you, it's not... It's, it's not that it's easy, but it's not especially hard, you know, when the, in this day and age, it should be easy to get a stadium built to replace one of the worst stadiums in the league, and he can't do it. We're here with David Aldridge, the Athletic DC, with us here on Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. You know, one of the interesting things about all this, uh, the 79 pages today, they did not they did not accuse him of perjury or anything like that. Uh, you know, they put out, look, we all understand the house is flipping in a month anyway. We're not really sure if this thing had any teeth to it. Um, like, like you said, I don't think it surprises any of the owners, you know, they've, but this is kind of a thousand cuts, uh, you know, by paper cut, as you say, because at this point they're just like, they've got to be just so tired of it, <laughs> you know, like, like you're and, and again, if, if these reports about teams, you know, looking into billionaires to buy the group. Uh, you know, stadium, all these things that aren't in play now, you know, whether it's Jeff Bezos or Bobby Billionaire from wherever, you have to believe that they'll have a better opportunity to do it. So I guess maybe it's not maybe, you know, this pressure publicly, you know, on the outwards part of all this, but is there maybe some behind the scenes negotiations here, do you think at all with the league saying, hey, you know, some of these things, we still have this other investigation, you know, this can kind of quietly die in the dark if, if we can just get this announced here in the next few months or, or this off season? Well, again, I don't think that there's, you know, I don't think there's 24 owners that went out. I just don't think it's 24. I don't think the number's one. I don't think it's just Jim Irsay. Sure. I mean, I, look, I don't think the Maras want another second of Dan Snyder in the NFL. You know sure. what I'm saying? Because like, Jim Irsay is a made guy. Jim Irsay is one of the, you know, Whatever you think of the Ursay family, they've been they've owned an NFL team for fifty years now. Sure, you know they are part they are in, they are part of the old guard now in the NFL. So if Jim Ursay said that publicly, you best believe some of the other old guard owners feel the same way. But that doesn't mean they got twenty four. I don't think they have twenty four. Um, and until they have twenty four, what are we talking about? You know, it's a moot point because until you have enough owners to kick them out. He's not getting kicked out, you know, unless there's some incredible smoking gun out there that we haven't uncovered yet. So I think that whatever pressure, whatever negotiations are going on, I think have been going on for some time. I don't think anything changes until somebody steps to the plate and says, I'll give you $7 billion. I'll give you $8 billion for the team today because I want in that bad. I'll pay above market price for it. You have to blow everybody else out of the water and you have to get the attention of the NFL. Because again, I don't think billionaire sports owner behavior is that different sport to sport. There was going to be an auction for the Clippers. 
and Steve Ballmer ended the auction. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, there's not, there's not going to be an auction. I'm buying this team right now. He said, done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I suspect that that's the same thing. The numbers are bigger, but the, but the, you know, the procedure isn't, you know, the emphasis on, again, if, if somebody pays seven billion for the commanders, what will they pay for the Cowboys? And that's how the NFL looks at it and how they look at, you know, or, or the Patriots. And that's how they're going to value it. And once that happens, the team will, that process, I think, will be accelerated. What about, can you explain how you felt about the buy and the tie? And should the league investigate altering it beyond 10 minutes? Or can you just live with the results? I don't like the 10 minutes, Doc. I wish they'd go back to 15. I know they're trying to fit every game into that three-hour window, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what time of whether it's the early game or the late game or the they didn't or the primetime game, they went in over in three hours and trying to speed up the game. I wish they'd go back to fifteen minutes for overtime. Um I didn't hate the tie. I mean I didn't you know, obviously it's not ideal. Um but I didn't hate it. Uh I thought, you know, you could make a case that they could have gone for it on fourth down. They're at the forty 41 yard line, you know, you can, if you trust your defense can get one more stop, you're not going to lose the game. Um, and if you get five yards, you have a chance to win the game, right? I mean, I get that. That's, that's a legitimate possibility. That was a legitimate option. They chose not to take that option. They chose to play for the time. That does not usually happen, right? I mean, that's a rarity in, in overtime games. So somebody just says, you know what? We just, we rather not lose the game than, than try to win it um, in that, in that situation. I didn't hate it. It's not at the top of my list of things that the NFL needs to fix because it's still kind of rare to happen. Um, the buy is way too late. I just, I just hate a buy this late. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it materially helps somebody that's injured, you know, the extra week off you got doc, you know, this, I mean, by this time of the year, whatever you got, you're going to have to the end of the season. That's not going to change. You know what I'm saying? Whatever injury you're playing through or trying to play through a week off, not going to help it at this point. I don't think so. Um, I, I don't, and from a momentum standpoint, you just, you know, cause they didn't play great Sunday, but they play, they did enough things that they could have won the game of, you know, and, and, and they had played well before then. So to kind of get that week off, it's not ideal. On the other hand, it does help that the Giants have to play this week and have to play the Eagles and then have to come back and play Washington again. So that is, from a scheduling standpoint, it does help the commanders. Yeah, no doubt. Um, David Aldridge with us. All right, final actual football question before we let you go. Do you, do you feel like this team's going to actually play themselves in the playoffs over these last few games when they get back? Uh, well, I think it all comes down next week. Yeah. I really do. I think that is going to be the determining because remember, because now whoever wins that game has a tiebreaker. That's exactly. it. Right. You know, so they they will have the tiebreaker over the other team. So if there's a tie, they get they get over right. And so I do think, although I mean Tampa is sort of Tampa's going to there's not going to be a second team out of out of that division. Tampa's going to win that division, I think. So where does the that third playoff team come from. I mean, I don't think it comes out of the central, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's about whether to win this game and then 
What does Dallas do on that last week of the season? Do they have to play the game, you know, or do they already have? They're either still have a chance to get top record locked in the second, and they won't have a chance at it. You know what I mean? So, um, so, so what Dallas Dallas's state of mind is going to be in that last game, and that's going to be very important to to the Commanders' chances because if they rest all their starters, obviously yeah. the Commanders have a much better chance of winning. So I just don't know that right now. I don't know where they're going to be. But I do think this game with the Giants is going to determine it all. If they win it, I think they get in. If they lose it, I don't think they get in. All right. Hey, brother, real quick, but I got to get into your world, your other world for just a second. Are the Celtics really – is this going to be something that we talk about for the next decade, this year's team? Um, Well, I mean, right now it looks that way. I mean, they're they're historically – efficient offensively i mean it's it's it is one of the best offenses in the history of the league right now you know before christmas you know but i ask me in six months when i can tell you who's injured yeah, and who's yeah, healthy yeah, so, and, you yeah. know what i mean you yeah. know you guys know it's oh, all about not, injuries it's all about I'm who's just, healthy uh, i figured i'd take advantage of your your uh right now i mean look they blew phoenix's doors off yeah that that you know 40, like, 42 <laughs> i said oh my goodness is this real no no no, okay. no. i mean those you know tatum is tatum is the mvp right now to me but it's December. You know, we played a quarter of the schedule. Yeah. So, but right now, they are playing at a ridiculous rate. He and Brown are the best one-two combo in the league. Brogdon has been terrific for them. They're getting, you know, and everybody else is filling in. Um, what amazes me, Doc, is the, 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 the continuity, which, I mean, look, they're a veteran team. We were in the finals last year. But still, when you have a coaching change, that. Close yeah. to the start of the season. Yeah. You, I mean, you have to think there's going to be some adjustment. And so far, it doesn't look like there's been any adjustment at all. They just are rolling right along, which is a which is a testament to those players for kind of locking in and being able to kind of police themselves and be ready to play. And I give them credit for that. Good point. It's been amazing. Hey, right, David, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time. Thanks, man. D.A. All right, gentlemen. Good talking to you. Good All right, take care. As always, David Aldridge, uh, the Athletic DC. Check him out there uh, here with us on Burgundy Gold today via the BetQL guest hotline. All right, we need to take a break. We're behind. We'll get back. Kaufman Show comes at the top of the hour. Uh, again, the uh, House Subcommittee uh, today announcing uh, their thoughts on the investigation of Dan Snyder. Republican uh, Oversight Committee put out theirs as well. The dueling reports. Don't shed well, very good light on either Bruce Allen or Dan Snyder. We'll talk about it more when we get back here on the Team Nine streaming live on the free Odyssey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
All right, Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team Entity, streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. Thanks to David Aldridge. Thanks to everybody, Tom Lavero. Both today join us via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter via the books. Download the BetQL app today. So I've seen a lot of these theories, Doc, that for the commanders playing on Sunday night is actually a punishment um, because – they will have a shorter work week you know, with the Niners obviously getting you know the day earlier game um, and the fact that the uh, Commanders uh, will have the latest possible game. You buy into that? Do you think it's like some type of punishment? In a sick sort of way, they're not really helping you. They're trying to hurt you going into the next week against San Francisco in a short week. That's I do seven. believe it's human. It, it's just human nature to think – about not helping non-playoff teams as opposed to helping playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Right. We're thought of highly around our circles. Sure. I don't think we are league-wide. Right, right. And so most people didn't even plan on them being relevant in December. So I don't blame them for any of that. So what you have is the 49ers are already at an advantage because they have the Thursday night game mm-hmm. on the 15th. They play mm-hmm. at Seattle. Now – you could also say, well, hell, they're at the disadvantage this week because they got to play in a short week, right? You know, it's kind of it's the double, you know, it's kind of the way it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, look, they're playing the Seattle Seahawks on that Thursday, right? Like Seattle's no chump team like we thought they were going to be. Nope. They've been playing very well. Um, yes, granted, the commanders, had they stayed on Saturday like they talked about, would have, wouldn't have been on even footing with the Niners, but it wouldn't have been had, have drastic. Now, here's the good news. Uh, playing on Sunday night, at least they're not on the road Sunday night. Um, they're at home, and yes, it's still Sunday night. I mean, Monday's a wash, Tuesday's, you know, a recovery day as well. So, you know, just speeds thing up, things up with uh, the game being on Saturday on Christmas Eve, which, you know, most teams are dealing with outside of a few. They get to play on Christmas Day, so. Yeah, I'm it, tickled It's not death. ideal. It's not ideal. No, it's not. You know, you lose a day. But it is what it is. I will say back in the old days, I don't know too many players – they wouldn't have been happy with less day because it's one less day of practice. Right. I was going to say, you know, the old days we'd say, well, gosh, they get to not practice, but now, yeah, they don't do much. They don't but. do a whole lot. Hey, they look. They skipped the day of practice uh, prior to the Falcons game. Go, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. The Thanksgiving week, excuse me. They had mm-hmm. Thanksgiving completely off, which they, you know, I don't know if, how often that's happened, but they did. And you know, rare. you know, they did like a little walkthrough or whatever. It was on the Tuesday. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what they'll do. Maybe they'll handle it like that. You know, I don't know. But whatever it was, I'm with you. I kind of think you know a lot of players would probably like play more games. You know, I like built mm-hmm. for more games and more uh, fewer practices. Absolutely, or quicker games than like waiting all that time. And look, they're getting this bye week this weekend, which is again a strange time of year. It's late. Uh, but I do think, you know, David was talking about he isn't sure it's good, but I'll say this, just based on this team and where they left Sunday, it's not bad because I'm not sure Montez Sweat would have been available. I don't know. I mean, and I'm you know, D- and then the offensive line of Bikosme, oh, I'm uh, so... Larson's already out. I mean, so now you've got time to fig- see who's going to actually be healthy after an extra weekend mm-hmm. um, to figure out how your offensive line's going to look. I got four guys. I got Larson, Turner, Cosme, and Wentz yeah. that I don't know about. Sure. I've got a question mark there, and and that's just I could have kept going. So this is the most critical game for me because my binky, that's a pacifier Mm -hmm. for the hip impaired, was Tyler Larson (laughs) because he covered up so much. I mean, first of all, he can't bull rush him. Right. 
And he's good. He's not only big, but he's talented. Yeah, his snaps tend to get to the quarterback. Yeah. The other yeah. guy's just That's kind of important. <laughs> the other guy had a, had a problem with that. I mean, yeah. he plays shotgun as much as this team does. It's kind well, of we important. Can't, we can't have a game without being a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you couldn't do that? It's I know impossible. you love it. I know you love it. Yeah, I love it to death, especially when we get inside the two. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I was listening to a college football game this weekend, <laughs> and this conversation came up. It was so funny. And they were they were going through the whole thing we do right like mm-hmm. why the hell are you in, and, it, and, it, and I, I don't know who the analyst was I, I th- it was it was it must have been the, I think it was a Kansas State game last weekend or whatever it was and mm-hmm. uh, it was a Kansas State TCU game and I think it might have been the TCU network I was on the satellite but anyway it was funny because it was just like yes this is the conversation anybody who's not like twenty five years old has and they watch football <laughs> if yeah. you're a, if you're like thirty and over yeah I would say thirty I'll go with thirty and over I, I think you think this way but I think maybe if you're twenty five and young you probably it doesn't even phase you you're probably not even phased when they get in the awkward shotgun victory formation is my favorite they can't even go under center. For no. a victory formation no. snap, no. that's how uncomfortable no. and how unlikely it is they've ever played that way. Since I grew up, when they were running the wishbone, oh yeah, and I played in the veer, it's kind of normal. Right. You just go okay. Now when I see, again, you thought I was kidding, but I almost simply passed out in the Titans game because <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I thought we were trying to get them to call timeout, right? They're going to be in shotgun on the two yard line, and and they were, and yeah. they were proud of it. Indeed. And I go, see it, you know. I'll, give me the guy that bucks the tradition, the Eagles. Yeah. They buck tradition. They did something people didn't like, didn't think it would work. Yeah, you know, as opposed to follow the leaders. Well, what about? And I'm not being critical. Right. Get, get me straight. Yeah. If I were there auditioning for another job, I wouldn't get under center either. Well, think about this. The other night, a Monday Night Football, part of that comeback for the Buccaneers mm-hmm. was Todd Bowles not listening to Tom Brady mm-hmm. uh, going forward on fourth down. Punted mm-hmm. the ball because mm-hmm. he's a defensive coach. Trust right. my defense. Mm-hmm. And they caught a break. The kid, the kid on the uh, Saints screwed oh, up. Oh, God. Break. <laughs> the Saints the Saints, and my guy Frank Price, shout out. <laughs> that was All New Orleans Saints yeah, fans. I feel they that are their worst. I mean, they remind me of the old to, Bengals. Yeah, you should have been able to run up the clock, but whatever. They should have won by 14. But uh, the fact that, you know, again, he trusted his defense, didn't play. I'm sure the analytics people were saying go for it, too. I uh, didn't do that, and it worked uh, to their favor. Now, doesn't mean it would always work, but it did. So I kind of I kind of thought that was cool. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who was more of a college fan, and he said, hey, isn't the NFL now allowing the the Bush push right at a high rate this year when I watch NFL? And said, absolutely they are. And he goes, well, then that's even more ridiculous that you don't go for it on every fourth and one with your quarterback sneak. And literally you could put like a defensive tackle or an offensive tackle behind the guy and just push him. Or I was kidding in his case, and I said, well, Heineke, we could throw him over the line if we had to. I mean, oh, you know, no, that, that's cruel. You know, I mean, whatever you got to do. That is so cruel. But you seriously, like, why not? Like, look at it that way. Like, okay, yeah. if we well, need a yard, just keep your feet because we got the we got the cavalry coming behind you if you need a little extra oomph. Well, I've got my there. new fullback, and and it's it's, it's John Ridgeway. So I know that. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I'd get in a formation on the two. You give me Ridgeway. He might get called for a penalty for being well, too tough, I, though. Oh, man, we're going we to call it just battering ram. Yeah. You know, tight, right, battering ram on yeah. two. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. When I had, especially when I had, if I'm healthy, I've got Norwell, who's 400 pounds. I, I've got Larson. I've got all these guys, 350. 
and I'm horsing around in shotgun. Okay. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, but it's not just here. I mean, it, no, no, no. It's a it's the epidemic. Uh, it's wild. I remember and, being in yeah. it, watching it. Um, it was uh, the Big Twelve Championship. I want to say this was like oh five or oh four. Chase Daniels still in college. Mm-hmm. I was at it in Missouri. Had drove the ball all the way down the field. Um, and same deal. They get inside the three. They didn't know what to do because they were always at a shotgun. Like they literally could not function as an offense. No. Uh, once they got inside the red zone, and it, it happened a couple times in that game. I was like, "Wow, this is so terrible." Um, yeah. it, I mean, and if you're in shotgun the on the two yard goal line, what do you do in practice? Right. I mean, it already shows me that I don't want anybody over three hundred pounds not in a. Three point. I was about to say, why are you embarrassed to get in a four point stance? I really, yeah. I get lowered. I mean, I just, I wouldn't be kidding. Low man, low man wins, yeah. and I'm got Brian Robinson going over the top. That's the other thing about it. You don't have to go through him. Go up and over him. Sam Bam Cunningham. I don't know. Anyway, everybody sounds smart after the fact. Sure. Um, this is just the way. But you're vomiting now. during in the moment. Though. I was different. throwing up the moment they broke the huddle. <laughs> And I saw Heineke, a baby, baby Iversons in the building. That yeah. No, this was uh, yeah. this would have been this would have been the Tennessee game. So this was still Ten- yeah, Tennessee wins. still wins. Yeah, yeah, went Ten- oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad, yeah, yeah. my still bad. Still wins. Yeah, yeah. And that even makes it even more complicated. Um, he's like six four. Yeah, which makes yeah. It a little less. And I get it. He he was injured on a play like that. And uh, yeah, I know. I don't want I him. I I don't want him. I got my guy. I got three guys again. Of course, Williams would have probably been in the game for me. And I'm just not farting around with it. Yeah. I'm telling you, we're running right at you. Stop it. And uh, But nobody – that's hard to get hired doing that. It's almost like your new boss doesn't care if you won or lost. He wants to know how, how innovative are you. You know what I mean? It's right. like, again, he knows nothing about the game he owns either. So it's the dumb having a conversation with the dumb. And it's dumb dumbs. And at the end, you make a fortune. This whole thing to me is comical – that a man could have done or didn't do whatever he did or didn't do for 22 years, and your prize is $4 billion profit. Come on down. After taxes. After After taxes. After taxes and maybe a lot of legal fees, I would imagine, and, of course, the uh, loan you own the league, which is interesting, too. Oh. Well, when the league loaned him the money, a lot of people didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. Well, Why would they do that? Because they don't want to deal with anybody else. True. Yeah, they want to. They do a declutter. That's called decluttering. That's when I thought, uh oh, not a good sign. Yeah, not a good sign. Uh, so among the many other pearls of uh, wisdom that have come out of this uh, Bruce Allen um, testimony, Dan Snyder testimony, that has been released today by the House Oversight Committee. One of the ones, and I think this has been reported before or suspected. Excuse me, before Bruce Allen testified, he believes the emails were directly leaked from the Washington football uh, organization. Yeah, I've heard that before. People... And again, I just it makes me keel over in laughter sometimes when I think about it because just again, imagine you were months after this quote punishment I put up the air quotes came down the fine, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to go fix the stadium issue, which is very funny. Um, especially <laughs> in hindsight, but anyway, and step away from day to day, although it wasn't a punishment, right? And if you leak these emails thinking, I don't know, let's just embarrass the guy we didn't like who we think was partially responsible for some of our problems, whatever it may be. 
and all you did was get John Gruden fired, get him pissed off, and stir this hornet's nest of all this other stuff just to bring it back into the spotlight. In the end, if you do end up getting out and have to get out, you basically, well, I mean, obviously brought it upon yourself no matter how you look at it, but you really just sped this whole thing up to come back and smack in the face. Wow. Yeah, it's no win. And how ironic would it be if this ended up being the best season they've ever had? I mean, you know, they're right. close. Right, That's the thing. Wouldn't that be something? Would be wild. Yeah. Would be wild. And again, I think five weeks ago, this team was handed like a – like Rigo used to grab the oxygen at RFK. Oh, yeah. I think they did, were just yeah. given this oxygen yeah. with that news, you know, and then they could, like, breathe better and they started feeling better and they win games. You add that up and you actually had some fans that weren't, like – booing you when you were at the stadium, you know, or some other team's fans totally taking over the stadium, all those kind of things. Sort of felt like there might be a home field somewhere in between the purple with the Vikings game. It was kind of mm-hmm. interesting, kind of interesting. All that well, has worked. Our next home game, brother, is going to be Awakening. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah, it's going to be Awakening. It's I think gonna it's going to be fascinating. A lot of fun. There'll be a lot of blue there still, but I think they'll uh, – be. It's going to be the same amount of blue it always is. Yeah, there's always a good amount of blue. Yeah, most thing about Giant fan is that they're not broke. You know, it's not like Cowboy fan. Yeah. Who's got to borrow money to get the tickets to go to the game, but they'll still do it just to put the star on their head. But Giant fan usually does pretty well. They usually do. Yeah, they do pretty well. All right, we'll take a timeout. Our final one will come back. Some final thoughts on this one. Uh, There is a football game tonight on our favorite streaming platform, Prime Video. You and Prime. Uh, We will be sure to talk about that. And your thoughts on Baker Mayfield just a day after, like basically showing up in LA playing potentially. I don't. It seems like an unreal proposition, but it may happen. They're saying we'll talk about that coming up as well. It is uh, Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team Ninety Eight, streaming live in the Free Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Hoffman Show coming up at the top of the hour here on the Team 980 Yeah, Craig just walked in, man. Big backpack on his back. On the free Odyssey app. Mm-hmm. All right, so, you know, I, I think we knew about this before. I, I've told people this, and people have looked at me like I'm insane and like I've made this up or I'm thinking incorrectly here, but... In his testimony to the Congressional uh, you still Subcommittee. On I cannot um, believe how excited Commander's you are Commander's owner, this. Dan Snyder, uh, at being asked about email. And uh, the question was, and this is to say that you've never exchanged emails with Mr. Allen. And his answer was, I don't have email. What do you mean you don't have email is the question. I don't have an email account is his answer. Question again, meaning that you don't use it or there is not one that exists that belongs to you? Answer, one doesn't exist that belongs to me. <laughs> Question, why don't you have an email account? I have an email account for the executive office to receive league materials, things uh, like uh, that mailed to me, but I don't have an email. I didn't have one at my public company either. Wow. 
that's next level, like beyond Howard Hughes. I mean, I think even Howard Hughes would have had email, right? Well, especially if you're bragging about it. <laughs> you know, it's like saying I'm the head of a multi-million dollar operation, <laughs> and I am technically unavailable. Inept. Unavailable. No, inept. I mean, it, it I don't have yeah. available to yeah. right. Yeah. So now you're saying I don't speak, right? And I also don't do IT. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Because so you're a caveman, yeah. right? So there's yeah, been it been several decades yeah. have, have been removed, or at least a de- not several, yeah. but a decade I think since our last actual interview was recorded um, with uh, with Dan Snyder, and I believe that was Chick Hernandez who did it, if I remember correctly. But anyway, it's been a while. Yeah. But that that is wild to not have email, and I know people think that's crazy. Of course you have email, you just might not use it. No, literally he says he doesn't have email, so. I'm sure well, they could find that out. I mean, the league has access to all their emails now, as we know, and their accounts and the monitors it. Part of the uh, um, punishment as well, I believe. So, yeah, I love T uh, Duckworth on Twitter. Um, he got a laughter out of my financial realities <laughs> of the Giant fan. I yeah. thought I did a composite last week. Yeah, I think you might. Yeah, and the Cowboy fan, Giant fan, Giant fan's cool. Giant fan, you know they. They do well. Yeah, they do well. They for go themselves. to college. They, you know, they. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. do well. Now they're they're okay. Yeah, they're yeah. they're doing. I mean, again, we went through this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you missed it, kind of like your ratings of of because you know, we didn't think the giant game was getting a ton of buzz. No, uh, just no. like the hatred level between the fans. Obviously, Dallas is we number one it. by a mile. Oh yeah, uh, Eagles have really come Close up on second. the radar because yeah. they're really good for like twenty years and they got a Super Bowl yeah. now. Yeah, uh, and all that kind of stuff. They had their down periods here and there, but they never stayed down too long. Whether it was Chip Kelly or. Doug Peterson's last year, and they got this boy Wonder Coach now. They bounced back, brother. Yeah, in year two, just rolling along. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, so that was um, – it, it's wild that uh, so many people have been, um, you know, unaware un- of that. But, yeah, in, in the end, really there's less hatred towards the Giants. I, I guess, you know, there was that time after the salary cap penalty in 2012, right? Like really – That was really crappy. Yeah, that was pretty crappy. But do you blame them? If you – you know, we, we – what were we trusting? Right. You know, we're well, suckers. I mean, there was three teams, right, that pushed yeah. the envelope. This one pushed it more than anybody. Yeah. Uh, then it was Dallas, and then it was the Raiders. Or it was right. the Raiders and then always, Dallas. Always, always. But they got hit with like a wet noodle, those two teams right. did, where this team got just destroyed. Because that always shows you there's no fear from the league. What are they going to do? I mean, if you considered F-ups, so that you don't get the respect. It's just like the officiating. I go, don't get your underwear, you know, and, and tied up because we're not going to get the calls on the road. That's true. We don't have that pedigree. You don't have that kind of clout. They know you're not going to do anything about it. And so you get played. You get played. All right. So Raiders and Rams tonight on that wonderful streaming platform. Oh, yeah. Prime you Video. poor good The God best Mike. streaming platform please ever. Please get Jackson to voiceover work on, please, on, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Please. Love it. Uh, yeah. So Baker Mayfield, this weird thing, he gets picked up by the Rams after we get off the air the other day. Mm-hmm. We discussed this. So there, there's a few theories here, right? Like one that Matt Stafford may be done. Like he's going to retire. And this is just Sean McVay trying to get a head start on – his initial evaluation how many years ago now when Baker Mayfield was coming to college, he liked the kid and thinks he can fix him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's one thing. That's fine. He give you for a million and a half or whatever it is, you get up close and personal. Look at this kid. And let's be honest, the Rams are basically playing preseason games down the stretch. They're out of it. I mean, they're done um, with all the things that have happened there. So 
that happens, um, and there's discussion that he may even play tonight because John Wolford's got this neck injury, Yeah, the backup quarterback. I mean, this seems like a crazy quick turnaround. If Baker would have gotten there, what, Tuesday, uh-huh. practiced a little bit yesterday, and that's a walkthrough day, and then Not today's impossible. the game. Oh, it's not impossible. I just no, wonder what it's going to look quarter, like. Not for a quarterback. Do you because, think it'll be terrible? No. No, I think um, – No Cooper Cup or Allen Robinson either, by the way. Right. And the Rams are shot, and they did it. They did – you know, it's the L.A. thing, man. Mm-hmm. You push the chips all the way in Oh, they did, it. didn't they? And then you crash and burn, and nobody cares because they're just waiting on it to get the rebuild. Baker is a perfect fit for him. L.A., for him – Will be fan- it'll be great. The dude was in Oklahoma. Then he goes to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Then he goes down to Charlotte. Charlotte. Now he's in LA. Dude, you're not going to hear a quirk out of him. He's going to be the best citizen you've ever seen, best teamwork mate you've ever seen. Yeah. Well, listen, if McVeigh can't save him, then people are going to be like, yeah, he's not worth saving. He He'll can't be, be saved, saved, right? He'll be on the market next year. Right. And it'd be hot as a firecracker. Right. Or if he was smart, I'd want to be a Ram for life. Well, especially if you know the situation of Stafford's uncertain health. They obviously don't feel comfortable with Wolford or Bryce Perkins, the Virginia Bingo. kid. Bingo. Or they wouldn't grab this guy, at least Bingo. to get a look at him these last few games. I actually think it's a really good strategy to get him. I'm just not sure what you could really expect, you know, realistically tonight from him. I'll just never forget when the kid, your favorite quarterback, Mark Sanchez, Oh, no. Why uh, you got to do that? I <laughs> mean, the Mark's to the, a good to the guy. Washington Redskins. Mark's a good guy. And he was brought I mean, he in here, and literally powerful. like three days after he was brought in, he had to play in a primetime game against the Eagles because Colt McCoy got hurt, right? Yeah. And his first play, I think, was a handoff to Adrian Peterson who went like 89 yards of the house, <laughs> which was great, right? <laughs> like, uh, awesome. Man, I'll never forget that Do game that again, really. Mark. Well, eventually he had to throw the football, which was really sad because yeah. he was terrible. And he was elite. At SC <laughs> – so Man, terrible. this dude was money. He was. And then with the Jets, yeah. playoffs. Two AFC title games. Yeah, no. And, and, it, Mark, and it wasn't him, but still, he wasn't terrible. I mean, no, he wasn't. He was garbage. After the butt fumble, did. I mean, yeah. it just. Man, yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's got to be. The butt fumble. It could happen to anybody. I mean, you it know, you put yourself, if you play. Yeah. The only people things like this don't happen to are people who don't do anything. Right. But sit back and criticize those who take a shot at it. The butt fumble is absolutely Classic. It's classic. Uh, so he played that that season was so terrible, 2018. So Mark Sanchez had to play two games that year, uh, one of which was in relief uh, against the Eagles, and the other one he started. I, I don't know. God, I don't want to remember that one. Did he start a game? Yep. I th- you know why? Because the Johnson kid had to come in, right? Is that when uh, right. they finally got him in here, who's now with the 49ers, Josh Johnson? So he came in, and that you know he started one more game, and then by then they put you mean Johnson. Eighteenth team that Josh has played yeah, for, right. yeah, and he knows everybody's offense. You know, and he looked like you know I think he got cut in Denver. I could be yeah. mistaken. I'll check with Kevin. He's kind of bounced around. He he looked good. Yeah, he always looks good, and I'm just thinking, okay, well, so maybe this works. So Sanchez that night. For the Commanders, or for the Washington Redskins, excuse me, back then. Sure, it wasn't the football team? 13 to 21, 100 yards and a pick. Yeah. Um, After McCoy got off to a good start at Philly that night, four for four. And before he got hurt. But he got hurt, but that was always kind of the story with Colt, right? Yeah. He was good, but then he got hurt. You know who was playing in that game for the Eagles? Kid named Carson Wentz. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, he was a beast. Yeah, they won it 28-13. Yeah, Wentz had a pretty good game that night, I think, right? 
Yeah, he was. Um, he was twenty-seven to thirty-nine, three hundred and six yards and two touchdowns. And but he had freakish, quick twitch yeah. moves. He could still move. Then. He could move. He yeah. can do right now, dude. He's Joe Namath. Yeah, you know, and that's fine. Just leave him in the pocket. Let him throw. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt. So, like you said, well, you know, this will be a week in a healing for a lot of people. We'll find out soon enough where um, everyone is in terms of being ready for the big Sunday nighter. The big Sunday night. I kind of feel like DA, though. I feel like this is all chips, even though it's still several weeks after. If you don't win this, oh one, no, kinda, this is all in. You're kind of out, I think. Yeah, and you're vulnerable because that vaunted center, that core, as I referenced it, yeah, uh, is is not. Those three guys may not be there. None of them may be yeah. there. I mean, it could be a whole different core, no doubt. And with Heineke, pressure on. Bingo. All right, thanks to Tom Lavera, Washington Times uh, columnist and uh, the host of the Kevin Sheehan podcast. Uh, also, thanks to David Aldridge uh, for joining us from the Athletic DC. Uh, thanks to Mike Eminem, Michael Mayer for getting it done today. Eminem. And yeah. uh, the Hoffman Show, straight ahead for Doc Scott today. Jackson saying, until next time, we'll talk to you Monday after no games here ah. on the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.